Love Talk Radio. The love, the love I feel is so real. I just have to say, Woosa, I love you because of who you are and because I can't help myself. Welcome, family. This is King T. Also known as King Obadele on Facebook and uh Facebook has a page called King Obadele, the Oracle. Those who have been checking in on that Facebook page, I appreciate you looking and observing what I have posted 
And the, but I will be posting some new stuff very soon. I'm in a new era of my life. Uh, those who may not know, I have actually observed this life's journey for 60 years. And I am so eternally grateful for that experience. Moving into the new zone of my experience because I'm observing that it takes a full 60 seconds to make a minute. And it takes a full 60 minutes to one hour. But curiosity has peaked in my consciousness because what does 60 years create? Would this be my 60 first year, I believe that a cycle has been completed and I am beginning a brand new cycle in my life and my life's journey, of which I hope there is another 60 years of happy, healthy, and prosperity that can be shared with all of my family, friends, and acquaintances. So in giving thought to that, I thought about health. Can you figure that? Health. And we're going to get into what that looks like to me. I sat and I looked at the word, and in the word I see heal. The word health says heal. But when we address ourselves as being healthy, you know what I see? The word heal, and then the word T-H-E-E, healthy. Wow, family. All wise and eternal spirit of infinite wisdom, knowledge, and abundance. We are so grateful to be a part of the all that there is. In the manifestation of the love that you have granted us to receive as we pour out love back into the space of which thou hast given us, we are so grateful. We come at this point in time because we have been given the ability to do so. And with that consciousness of mind, we open our hearts and our vibration into the atmosphere of love into the atmosphere of healing so that there is no fear in the sphere of which we live in because it is fear that chases, but it is love that gives us the peace that we need to achieve and the vitality that is required to continue to move forward with confidence, courage, and strength and the faith of knowing that tomorrow is going to be better than today. And our future has been granted to be in our hands as long as we choose correctly what we ought to do. In so saying, we ask, for guidance and direction, we ask 
for cleansing of our mind, body, and spirit and soul so that we will be in alignment with the perfect will of that which you have created in us and the seed of which you have planted so that we may blossom into the beauty that you have already predestined us to become. We ask for healing for our planet. We ask for healing for our own inner being as we continue to grow and expand in the consciousness of life and love, beauty that is provided unto us. To each and every ear that is listening, may the vibration of the spirit of love and the vitality of infinite intelligence seep deep within our being to bring all our heart's desire to manifestation in accordance to your divine and righteous will, which we already know in every way. If we have omitted anything out of our prayer, as though too we ask for healing for even our elders, those who are in the institutions known as the hospitals of which they receive treatment. But we know and trust that healing comes from above. May you rain down that healing upon those in those places, as well as those who are walking the streets of our cities and of this planet of which we live, as you are the one and only power that can bring forth the manifestation of the planetary healing that is required for each man, woman, child, plant, animal, and mineral in each and every kingdom, which which is in subjection to the kingdom of light and love. And in this we say, Amen, Ashe. And so it is. As we ask that thou shalt reach inside of us and capture whatever there may be within us that we have not brought to the table so that thou will work upon it in accordance to thine good and righteous will. And in that so dealing, the operation of the divine Make manifest that which is required for our continued health, strength, prosperity, and love, fullness of what you have already predestined for us to achieve. And in so saying, we say, Amen. Now in so doing, we will bring forth the Anabakola prayer. As our beloved Arlene Kahet is with us tonight, of which she may share words with us in us understanding where the Anabakola prayer comes from and how it was brought to us. Okay. Uh, good evening, everyone. Um, the Anabakola prayer is a Kabbalistic prayer ancient prayer that is in ancient Aramaic. And one of the things about the Anabakoa prayer that is that when a person 
it is my understanding that when a person actually memorizes this prayer, it is able to work on an individual's own karma, and it actually improves the karma of the person who is actually speaking the prayer. It also helps uh, an individual who is actually listening to the prayer. Also, the prayer facilitates healing within within the body. There have been uh, many people who have actually had somebody uh, speak this prayer over them, and and cancers have been healed. Um, in fact, one of the the names for the prayer is the miracle prayer. And so the person who is singing it for us, his name is Thomas Shalal Walker, uh, and he has so generously gifted us with his rendition of the prayer. And with that being the case, I am going to go ahead and start playing it.
I'll, I'll call. I'll call on you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I, I wasn't okay. too sure what was happening. I was. I was. I was not sure. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, I was rattled. I was rattled, and you know, there's this space called the unknown that will manifest certain fears, and I'm not supposed to have fear. Uh, that is unhealthy. And so the element and the thoughts of health started manifesting themselves in my head. And I said to myself, making it this far, and then in my 61st year, the beginning of my new cycle of life's experience, I have decided that I am going to do things totally different. I'm not going to be drifting anymore, if you will, through like tensional purpose, okay? And people oftentimes will drift through life not being intentional about life itself, but just being pre-programmed to do whatever life seems to call you to do, such as work a 40-hour week. That's what life seems to call us to do. Now, I think that's strange in the sense that I don't see any documentation on the spiritual tip that says that you're supposed to work a 40-hour week. Um, I know you're supposed to work. I know the scripture does say that. I know spiritual literature does need to work before because we know that faith without works is dead. But what are we doing to kill our own selves? Hmm. So with that being said, I know about the physical health that we talk about. We talk about the emotional health, mental health. But those are three components that are very important as far as life experience and relationship with others because if you're not physically fit, you're not able to do certain things. If you're not mentally fit, you're not going to be approved to be in certain environments to do certain things. And if you are not emotionally fit, uh, what kind of relationship are you going to actually end up with, if any at all, if anybody can stand you whatsoever? But all of these are contingent upon your spiritual health. But nobody talks about spiritual health. So I sat with that thought, and I saw the word healthy. And when I looked at that word, I saw the word heal, and T-H-Y, T-H-Y, T-H-E-E, which sounds like heal thee which would be that word if we looked at it from a different perspective. 
it would be heal thee. So healing station of the spirit within expressing itself through all that you can express and you do express. And if you are not expressing uh, in various aspects of your life, be it emotional, mental, or physical. And Arlene, you and I was talking about this earlier today. Uh, Would you like to just expound on what um, you were sharing with me in regards to illnesses and things of that nature? Okay, so uh, years back when I first got onto my spiritual journey, uh, I started out doing uh, energy healing. And one of the things that they shared with us in energy healing is that when a person is experiencing an illness, before it actually manifests in the physical it actually takes place on the spiritual plane. And then it makes its way through the layers of the aura or the bioenergetic field and then manifests in the, in the body. But essentially, before it even starts there, it starts in the mind. And when the mind is not in correlation with what your higher self, how your higher self sees you, it begins to manifest in the body. So there's a disconnect between a disconnect between your emotions and how your higher self sees you. And because your mind has an effect on your spiritual nature, it begins to take place in the energetic field and then eventually manifest in the body. This is the reason why when a person actually does have an illness, when they start that training to do energy healing, they're able to pick up where the disturbances are taking place and then uh, actually move the energy out so that it can facilitate the healing that's required. Uh, Also, they're... There are a number of uh, techniques that are used to actually clear up the mind and the mind's perception of of how it is that you are seeing yourself. I'm complete, unless you want me to add something more. Uh, Do you have more to add? Or if you want to hold on to adding more, then I'll just put some more stuff out there. And um, we'll work into that. How's that? Which one do you prefer? Uh, I would say the 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 latter. Uh, if there's the, if there's anything else for me to add, I I will I will definitely chime in. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. So uh, I know that um, I appreciate you putting yourself on mute in the interim. That is very sweet of you. <laughs> Okay, and saying that I am unmuted, I'll continue to talk. Um, 
when Arlene was speaking about that energy, that vibration, I thought about faith. And I thought about what faith, as we spoke earlier, faith without works is dead. And faith is a strange thing in the sense that faith smashes negativity by being present around you as a force field from the negativity that is out in the world that is awaiting to attack you. Um, When I say that, I don't want you to believe that you have anything to worry about. I don't want you to believe that you are, because you have been designed to be in this environment. Understand what I'm saying. You have been designed to be in this environment. And that which is within you, that which is inside of you, needs to be fortified so that you can handle this environment, live in the water as fish do, because we're not designed to live in that environment. I'm hoping you're getting the drift of what I'm saying. Because when you are designed for something specific, you have a purpose that is specific to the environment of which you are in. So are you spiritually unhealthy or are you spiritually fit? When I look at that, who deal with their physical health, they will exercise. They will implement certain practices to develop endurance, strength, and stamina, things of that sort. So I ask, Why is it that there's a person who can be a a person who deals with their health and focus on their health, and then they drop dead? It happens. There are some people who actually are very health-conscious because they are intending to live a long life. And you know that they're doing that run. You know that they go to the gym. You know that they're eating these healthy foods. And then they drop dead. What was doing the healthy thing if you're just going to drop dead? But nobody knows. That's the thing. The unknown. Seeing such a scary place, but the unknown is that aspect of the spirit, that which we cannot see. So 
spiritually unhealthy or are you spiritually fit? Are you implementing your spiritual crunches? Are you implementing your spiritual deadlifts? Are you implementing your spiritual bench presses and curls? Are you doing your spiritual lats? And what about your legs? Are you doing anything with your legs on a spiritual level? You know, something along the lines of putting on the complete suit of armor from God, from infinite intelligence, from the source of your creation, so that you may be able to stand firm against the mechanisms and the wiles of that which stands your greater good. Because we have not a fight against flesh and blood, but against government, against the spiritual authorities, against the spirit rules of this world, world rulers of this darkness that is another kingdom altogether different than the kingdom of light. Because when we really boil it all down, there's only two kingdoms in and of itself thereof. It's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. One cannot be without the other, yet once light is entered into a place, darkness has to move. They can't stay there any longer. So when we look at the spiritual fitness, there's 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 the continuation of this scripture that I'm going to paraphrase because it talks about your legs, it talks about your chest, it talks about your feet, it talks about your head, it talks about the sword, the word of God, which is the positive energy of the life force that brought you into existence. When you are operating in that space and in that place, your head's going to be all right because your thinking is going to be clear. Okay? When you are operating in that space of spiritual fitness, and you're exercising, you're implementing the practices that are required spiritual growth and development, you're going to have your legs girded about with truth and have on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet are going to be equipped to walk in places of peace and to bring peace are in your presence. You ever notice 
that there's some people when there's a lot of calamity going on, they can come right into the place and just quell everything and everybody starts to chill. You ever thought about that? I'm bringing these up because of the experiences that I've had within my life. I haven't been what one would call an angel of light and love always. I've had some thoughts that uh, rattle the minds of people, especially when anger and frustration start to work on your, your spirit, if you will. And you have to take control of that so that you would be in alignment with what's required to do the right thing, make the right choices. I'm going to ask Arlene, if she would, um, for us to take a break. And just, just so you can hear the song that Marvin Gaye has put together, um, as, as she's looking for that, she's going to let a song that tells a story about uh, of, a, of a time before time when creation was yet to be called forth and the decision that was made in that process thereof. It's an interpretation of uh, what he, because we have to understand Divine operation is always about expansion and fuller expression. And so in this story, there is the two energies that are working because all is God. If you watch what is clearly understood as the universe, which is of all things, there is a harmony that's going on. And there has to be a balance within this environment in which we live. And that balance has to maintain itself. Without balance, everything could just go kaput. (laughs) So the story that he brings forth is a story about how you and I came into being when these energies came together to make a decision as to what they were going to do in order to bring forth this particular world. So I, I forgot the name of the song. I don't know why I keep doing that. Do you remember the name of the song? Life is for Learning. Life is for Learning. Yes, that's Life is for Learning. Life is for Learning. Mm-hmm. Wow. So and that's where we so are, people. So so we're we're ready to play? Sure. Okay.
Thank you. Thank you. The artist pays the price. That is license for learning. And that's what life is. Life is for learning. We learn that your spiritual health is just as important as your mental health and your physical health and your emotional health. You have to understand that as a reality. The elements of love and life are so very important for us to discover our spiritual health and how to be fit in it. As Arlene had mentioned, she's a uh, energy healer. Healer, yes, an energy right. healer. Yes. yes. And um, she has so much more to share with us. Um, would you like to bring some more of your wisdom to the stage for us, please? So, well, should I should I share? Well, I okay. So I will share what really got me started down that path, which was um, I was uh, I was pregnant with my oldest son, and it was during a precarious time. The 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 I think it, it ha- I discovered I was pregnant around September 11th, and I was having trouble. <laughs> I was living over in Windsor, Ontario at the time, and I was having trouble getting over to the United States because, um, uh, you know, Detroit, Detroit and Windsor border each other, and they're separated by um, the, the Detroit River. Anyway, um having challenges because you know because of the amount of energy and the amount of fear that people were in around that time uh you know I was very sensitive to that and my finding out that I was pregnant with my son uh I I had con- some concerns that I would have some type of resentment to my to my oldest son um it, or to the baby if they came here when I wasn't exactly expecting it. So what happened was every opportunity that I got to go to the Healing Touch Center um, during that time of when I was pregnant, every opportunity that they were open, I made sure that I went there because I was I was also lacking the type of emotional support that I was wanting at the at desiring at the time. And my main focus during that time for the 9 months that I was pregnant with my oldest was that I, you know, I wanted I wanted him to come into the world knowing that he was that he was loved, knowing that I cared for him and also getting myself like mentally prepared to be a mother as well because I just at the time didn't feel that it was ideal. And I had and the reason that I had done this was because uh years earlier I I had had a radioactive iodine for the thyroid I there's a thyroid condition that I was diagnosed with called hyperthyroidism and that's as, that's your metabolism operating as if it's um 
you know, as if you're running a race 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then I had the radioactive iodine. This is the allopathic community's solution for it. So I had radioactive iodine, or the other option I had was surgery. I opted for the radioactive iodine, and my body just completely went haywire. Uh, I gained a lot of weight. Uh, I gained a lot of weight. Um, I was lethargic. I was suffering from brain fog. There were a number of other things that were happening to me, happening to me physically, and I was like, okay, obviously, uh, medical science has failed me. Let me see if there's an answer out here. And I just operated under that assumption that I would find a solution. And what happened was my mother took me to the Healing Touch Center, uh, and after uh, there was a couple, a married couple that worked on me the first time around. And what I had explained to them was that I had been doing a number of things like yoga uh, in order to increase my flexibility because that that was another thing that, that happened. I had gotten sick and everything. And so what happened was like after they worked on me, um, I had felt better than I had in months. And there was my my mindset was, oh, also energetically, I felt like I was cut in half. Uh, that I top half of my body, I could feel that, but the from my legs down, from my waist down, I could not feel the feel the legs. So after they worked on me, I had felt better than I had in in months. And what I had related to them uh, in terms of what I was experiencing physically, they uh, physically they were able to show that I, they could also feel it energetically, and they had uh, connected up all of the minor chakras with the lower. You know, and I felt much better. The second time around that I went there, the very second time, I worked with a person who was a medical intuitive, and I explained to her well, you guys helped me to feel better. Uh, I would like to be at this place where I can actually heal the thyroid. So she worked on me, and then afterwards she said, you know, you, your thyroid is still functioning. It's just that the rest of your body doesn't know that your thyroid is the boss. And she recommended that I come there several other times in order to facilitate the healing. After I finished with that, um, with how many recommended sessions, I was able to get off of the medication um, af- afterwards. I did go back on after uh, during the during the pregnancy of my son, my oldest son. But like I said, I went through that whole nine month period, almost nonstop, with going to the Healing Touch Center. And then afterwards, I decided, you know what? I know this works. Let me let me study. Let me let me learn what it is that these folks have been uh, doing for me for all these number uh, all these number of months. And so that is actually how I got into the energy healing. Now, one of the things that I did discover is that as I delved into the energy healing more one of the things that 
that really came up for me was the psychology of illness itself. One of the things that I began learning as an energy healer is that a lot of people don't want to be healed. A lot of people, one of the things that I tend to ask people, and and mind you, sometimes I've angered people when I've asked them this, but I ask them what is the benefit of them being ill? Because for some people, they are not really all that interested in healing. And personally, I think that that is a little bit crazy. However, you, if, if, if anyone decides to go into, um, and go into holistic healing, they will notice that as a particular pattern. And it doesn't matter what area of holistic healing the person is involved in, they're going to run into a person's sort of personal psychosis about, about what being well means. I will give uh, an example. Um, one of the things that my instructor told me, my very first teacher, her name is her name was Kathy Sinnett. She she has a, she passed a number of years ago, but she had been working on this lady who. You know, she she suffered from, I believe it was cancer or some type of uh, some type of disease, and she came to Kathy in order to get the energy healing. And so, what began happening is that as she became healthier and healthier, her children disengaged. Uh, they didn't come around to be around her uh, anymore. And so, and so she would stop with the energy healing. She would become ill, and then all of a sudden, that you find the children rushing back to make sure that mom was okay. So that, so the benefit for the lady, in terms of, and she, and the thing was, is that Kathy was not the first person that she had gone to. She had gone to several energy healers, but they, she kept repeating this pattern. They would work on her and work on her and help her to become well, but they would eventually, (laughs) she would eventually stop because her children were no longer around. So there was a, instead of just really kind of being transparent and honest about what it was that she was needing, which was, you know, uh, you know, son, daughter, uh, I would like for you to check on, uh, check on me a little bit more. I would like to have a deeper connection with you instead of being honest and transparent about what it was that she was needing. She would, kept going through this cycle of wellness and illness. Um, I'm not saying that this is necessarily the case for any uh, all people, uh, especially those who have been, um, who were born with uh, genetic diseases and, and they're born with the illness. There, there is something else going on with that and perhaps we will talk about that a little bit later. But I've I've always asked I've always asked people what is the benefit of you being ill? Because when you 
figure out if there is a particular benefit to you being ill. When you actually get to that place of being honest and transparent about it, what what the benefits are, you're able to go about getting what it is that you need in a more healthy manner that does not necessarily facilitate destruction in the body. And oftentimes when you hear about hear of people who have suffered from illnesses that are considered quite deadly and they've have somehow healed themselves, it, it, the healing oftentimes has been facilitated with them actually acknowledging what it is that they are thinking, feeling, or needing. And the body has this way of responding to your thoughts in an, in an immediate way of, of uh, facilitating um, an illness in order for you to be more honest. That's pretty deep. I'm hoping that people picked up on that, um, you know, because even in that experience itself, we have learning from life's experience also. And the experience that she had manifested was bringing her family back to her every time she became ill, which was satisfying, I guess, her emotional needs mm-hmm. to a certain extent yes. with her not being fully aware that she was actually manifesting her own illness just so that she can have her family with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just in case people are wondering, like the the thyroid condition that showed up for me, when I sit down and I'm really honest uh, about about that, one of the challenges that I've I've had over the years is speaking my own truth and not letting people violate my boundaries. So I, I do know what my I do know what the issue is uh, with the thyroid, but also the thyroid um issue also has to do with some forgiveness work that I have to do. So <laughs> I I'm a work in progress just like everybody else, you know. Even yeah, you know, the healer is working to heal herself. And it's interesting you said that because we hear um escape escapee escape you know, hotel. That, that that's how I know them. Um but it's the uh the doctor's oath that says, uh, physician, heal thyself. Well, does it say that? Maybe that was in the Bible. Anyway, I remember that phrase. (laughs) Physician, (laughs) heal thyself, right? And if you think about that, if you think about it, because words play a very amazing, words play a very amazing um, role they play a very amazing role in the English language because there's an ambiguity to words. But if you look at words carefully, you will see so much more than what's there. Because when we look at healthy, we see the word H-E-A-L, heal, T-H-Y, die, and 
who's looking at that word, heal thyself, is very important because that is the spirit within us that has plant that has been planted inside of us to actually do the work. And if the spirit inside of us is not manifesting and expanding in accordance to divine operation, then we are going to be out of sync. We're not going to be in alignment. And we're not going to be spiritually fit as we ought to be because we are not doing the practices that we need to do. As you had just mentioned, goodness work. There is uh, um, the, 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 the things that was affecting the woman that you spoke of um, because she was not in alignment with what she needs to do in order for healing to be the place of peace for her in her living life. I find it interesting that the word heal or healthy and heal thy is the same word, but they put them both together so they will hide the spirit of God that is within what is required for us to have a healthy spiritual position that sounds like physician. Do you hear what I'm saying? A healthy <laughs> spiritual position that sounds like physician. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, people, I'm telling you. Um, I, I know we may sound like we're all over the place, and we are. And that's okay, because every place is where we need to be. But we're going <laughs> to do what we can. <laughs> we're going to do what we can to kind of, you know, give you a little bit more focused uh, conversation on this. Um, the next Thursday, the next fourth Thursday of King's Philosophy is Love. Because that's what this is all about. This is about the love we have for you, the love you have within yourself, and the love that is for all of humanity. Because, you see, the reality of our existence is to recognize humanity will arise in love. It's not going to arise by anything else but love. Clear on that. But the way that (laughs) has to happen is by knowing that you have to focus in on having a healthy spiritual life, a healthy spiritual practice. You have to focus in on being spiritually fit. You have to focus in on being spiritually healthy because it's the spirit that is the foundation of all the things that life brings to us. You know, in this life, there is no health unless there is first spirit. Spirit is the spark of life, the fuel of consciousness, the nourishment for the soul. That is spirit. And if your spirit ain't right, then without spirit, you just ain't. Because you heard us say earlier, that faith without works is dead. Well, so is it with spirit, because even spirit is the life of all there is and is yet to come. 
and yet to become. So we ask ourselves, how much time do we have left? Well, I'm not talking about just this program because actually with this program, we do have a little less than an hour, so maybe 45 minutes. <laughs> we may carry it out. We may not carry it out. But we can tell because we got a clock right here in front of us that lets us know that, okay, this is what we got left, okay? Now, I can make the, I can, I can proclaim that, you know, I've been blessed to make it to 61 years of age. There's millions who didn't make it. You know, um, and my heart has compassion even for that because so many people feel pain when the soul of a person exits this life and goes into the next world. Mm-hmm. But did they ask themselves, was that person spiritually fit? Did they ask themselves, of themselves, am I spiritually fit in order to carry on? Because when this emotion kicks in of separation and detachment, the only thing that really brings people back is touching base with their spirit and with the spirit. And you find a place of peace somewhere Along the way, time will bring it. So how much time do we have left? We do not know. Like I told you, they they told me that, you know, there's this PSA test that indicates in my blood that there's an abnormality. Now, they're very concerned, but like I said, stated in the show earlier, faith is an amazing thing. Faith is the thing, so I believe, that gives you the sphere of protection around you. And if you look back into biology, because I was a biology major, if you will, the cell of the body has a membrane, and the membrane is designed to allow certain things to come in and allow certain things to be expelled out of it. And it protects the inner core. That is how my consciousness is observing what faith is now. Faith is the evidence of things, not evidence of things, not seen. It's the substance of things not seen and the evidence of things hoped for. Y'all look it up. I may not have it right. It's in uh <laughs> um it's in Hebrews matter of fact, let's not even play that game. Let's go there. Uh as y'all can tell, I I I love the word of God and I know it's real and I know it's in the eleventh chapter. And I know there's people around the world that, you know, they memorize scripture, but I let that stuff get in my heart, and I, I trust it. And it says... And, and now, and I, faith, I, I, now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence 
of things not seen. Right. And that and um that is that, Hebrews um eleven uh, one. Eleven one. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's interesting because I think the third chapter says by faith we perceive that let's say the system of things were put in order by God's word so that what is beheld has come to be out of things that do not appear. And your translation says what? This is the third chapter. The, the, the third I'm, I'm chapter? Not the third chapter, third verse. Third verse, 11.3. Oh, one moment, please. Yeah, Hebrews, yeah. 11.3. By faith, we perceive that the system of things were put in order by God's word. Now, the, the 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 translation I'm reading is not quite. It's a New World translation, which yeah. when I look at the system of things, the system of things right now is Donald Trump, and I, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, that ain't what the Bible's <laughs> talking about right here. <laughs> it's talking about the system of the planet and and things of that nature, the Earth turning and the sun rising every day. You know your heart beating for the period of time of your life, nonstop. It doesn't take a rest. Your cells actually um, rip, replicating themselves on a regular basis to where the cells that you have today are not the cells of the body that you had 20 years ago. That's the system that the Bible here is talking about. But uh, what, what, what does uh, your translation say, Ami? Okay, uh, Hebrews 11.3. Uh, yeah. through, faith, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So, people, are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm saying your spiritual health is so important because you're not going to see your spirit, but your spirit is there. If you're not doing the spiritual health to be top-notch, then there's going to be some, I don't want to call it failure, there's going to be imbalance with those other health aspects of your life, your so I, emotional I, I, health, your mental health, your physical health. is going to be affected. So you have to really focus in on your spiritual health. We're going to get more into it later. But go ahead, Arlene, what were you about to say? Uh, well, I, I think that when you say that, uh, you know, maybe people do have an understanding of that, but they may want to know what type of um, spiritual practices would facilitate the the growth of their 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 spiritual health. If if you want to go ahead and and answer that. Okay. Well, um, we're going to answer that together because there's going to be two aspects of um, answering that. Uh, one to me is we were talking about language earlier, okay? And I was talking about the English language and how interesting the English language is because it can be ambiguous if you look at it carefully, yet you can break it down and there's messages inside of it. And as English is one of the younger languages of the planet, okay? 
Y'all do the research. Check it out. English is one of the youngest languages of the planet, yet there are many languages that are ancient languages, like the Anapakola prayer coming from the um, Aramaic, okay? They have sounds and vibrations that will resonate within your spirit that will bring a shift to the molecular structure of the things that are within you. There are people who actually do chant to actually bring and manifest changes within the molecular structure of their body to bring healing as well. Um, there are the Macadaya chant. Um, well, just getting involved in those things, but when I talk about language, I'm talking along these lines, and this is a part of spiritual practice. Spiritual practice is your thoughts. Spiritual practice is what you do. Spiritual practices is how you perceive what you ought to do. I'm going to do a sidebar real quick because on Sunday, the 1st of October, I'm going to be doing a spiritual program to let you know where you came from. Okay? I'm not talking about your mom. I'm not talking about anything but the difference between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness and why you have a choice. The statement was made years ago from um, Miriam and Miriam Williamson that said our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are more powerful. Arlene, I hear some movement. I'm sorry. Thank you. Our greatest fear is that we are more powerful than we can possibly imagine. And I'm going to show you what that means. Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are more powerful than we can possibly imagine. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to start talking about why that came about and what that's all about. Because you aren't who you think you are. And hell ain't what you thought it was. Matter of fact, you've already been there. You're having your second chance right now to get out of it. Well, all right, I'm going to leave it alone right there. Now, when I talk about the language, I'm coming back to, to where we was before. When I talk about language, one of the spiritual practices that is necessary is the practice of forgiveness, okay? And, and Arlene's going to add some more, of these, uh, some more of this to what we're saying. And then we're going to do the song, Love Me Now or Love Me Later, which is the song about, the first song we did is Life is for Learning. And that is to let you know that the experiences of your life are brought to you to learn from it. Artists have in words to your attention that you need to pay attention to and listen to so that you can have a better understanding of what and why we're here and how to live through this life. The artists who actually put pen to paper doing a script, if you will, in movies, 
in plays. I think of the play Othello for some reason. Um, I think of the movie Golden Compass. You people don't even know what's out there that's going to feed your soul. Wow. The Golden Compass will blow your mind away. And, and guys, listen, however you can get in touch with us, go ahead and do it. And if you have any questions about what we're talking about, go ahead and present them. It's okay. We will answer them somehow, some way, as soon as we see the question. But if we don't see the question, we can't answer them. And um, Arlene will handle that because I don't know anything about computers other than they work. <laughs> but <laughs> but let, so, me, let me go. Before you, before you add anything, hold on to that thought. And just let me say to them some of these spiritual practices that I think are important that people don't recognize is the language of truth, harmony, order, righteousness, reciprocity, and I already mentioned forgiveness, balance, justice, compassion, love. These are not only words. These are actions, people. These are actions. If you're not speaking truth, you're going to cause a disruption in your spiritual fitness, okay? It can cause you to be unhealthy in your spiritual walk. Harmony, that means getting along with people. That means coming to understand that you have a need to have a balanced chakras. Y'all may not know what chakras are. I mean, you may know what chakras are, and we're going to get into that somewhere along the line. But it's a balancing of the energy fields in your body. Order. Those energy fields are in order, and if you disrupt yourself in the order of things, then you're going to have a disruption of your health, your fitness. Righteousness, righteousness, people, really, righteousness is just doing the right thing at the right time. I mean, you can mess up. That's what humans do. But the thing is, is what is the intention behind what you are doing? And is it the right thought? You see what I'm saying? That's what righteousness is really all about. Uh, it's not that hocus-pocus stuff that the, some of the church people then came at you with and be like, oh, you, oh, you sinned and the, uh, the devil's going to get you. And oh, oh, you're... Stop it. <laughs> That's not happening. All right? So when I talk to you about righteousness, it's having the right mindset and understanding that you treat people right. You don't you don't do people dirty. Come on. You don't want nobody to do you dirty. Think about it. Dirty is dirty. And everybody knows dirty. Nobody wants dirty. But there's a couple of more. Reciprocity, which is interesting because it actually lines up with this. Reciprocity is basically do unto others as you would like them to do unto you, or if we will, you can say it's the karma thing. You go ahead and mess with somebody in a negative way, it's going to come back and get you. Believe that. Yeah, you just can't just be doing stuff and then figure that there's no consequences. Now, reciprocity is a law. But see, all of these are actions of which I'm talking about. These are actually spiritual laws that I'm sharing with you. Like I said, if y'all got any questions, go ahead and hit us up. Anyway, Balance is another thing. Balance is the operation of the universe in and of itself. If there is not balance, there is not peace. If there is no peace, 
then things are in balance. When you're balanced, think about your, your the pH level of your body, for example. That has to be at a certain balance. If it's not, you're going to have some things happening to you. And uh, I don't know, watch pop up or you get some pus or I don't know, some crazy stuff when things are off balance. Y'all know about hormones. Y'all know if a hormone's out of whack, there's something wrong. Come on now. And then, and then we, we talk about justice. And justice is a spiritual law that this world in which we live in has been kind of playing the game of corruption with. But believe me, you saw all them hurricanes that's been coming up here. I ain't going to say no more about that. But I know this. This is one of the years that they've never seen this many hurricanes in this time frame to do as much as it has done. And the reason why the hurricanes aren't doing what damage they can be doing is because there's a lot of people praying. Believe me. Y'all can mm-hmm. y'all can think whatever you want to think, but I'm telling you what I know because I can feel it in my spirit. There's a lot of people praying, and even though there's some destruction and devastation going on, it's prayer that's balancing things out so it's not going to be as destructive as it could have been because I don't know. I'm just saying, since Trump's been in the White House, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that look crazy, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> And, and lastly, as far as the share, as far as um, spiritual practice, is compassion, okay? Compassion and love kind of go hand in hand. You know, you have to be passionate about compassion. You have to. We are all one being. We are all one body. When I talked about the cell, when I was talking about the membrane, that's the atmosphere of the earth, if you think about it. If you people, I'm hoping you people understand. I'm not saying that you guys are stupid. I'm just saying that there's this, some of the stuff I talk about when I talk about cell biology, everybody doesn't know about that. But the, a cell is a single organism, if you will, or a mechanism inside of it that is protected by a membrane. And the, everything that's inside of that membrane has a function in order for that cell to operate appropriately and in balance, okay? The membrane will have the ability to allow certain things to come into it, and it also has the ability to expel things out of it in order to keep the cell in, in check. Lord have mercy. I feel like I've been talking a lot. Arlene, you said you had something to say, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I think I get cracked up, but I don't know how to stop. (laughs) Okay, so so the, the things that King has talked about in terms of what you can do to improve your spiritual health have been uh, doing doing mantras. Uh, mantras uh, have the seed sounds that bring energetic healing balance to the body. The he mentioned the Markandeya mantra, um, which 
facilitates healing. And uh, we will we will provide a link for people to go to if they go to um, our our page on Facebook, the Divine Inspiration Network. Also, there's the Apadama Panamantra mantra that facilitates uh, energetic energetic healing in the body. And when you do these mantras, you should say the mantra 108 times uh, twice a day. And it doesn't really matter when in the day you have to do at least 216 at a minimum. And that is just so that the mantra itself actually has an effect on the body. So one of the things that uh, I will say about mantras, about learning prayers in their original form, like the Anabakoa prayer or even the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic, is that these sounds are attached to uh, the primordium, which is the place where we all we all come from, and they have certain seed sounds. And when you repeat these prayers on a consistent basis, it brings it brings about energetic healing in the body. And you should do and the mantra. Uh, okay, J- give me just one moment. And you should do the mantra uh, for at least forty days, so that you will see some type of some type of change in your experience. And if you skip a day, you're going to have to start all over again. So you have to be consistent about this for a period of 40, of 40 days. And you were about to say? Oh, <laughs> And that is the Apadama mantra, my mantra. It's a Rama mantra. And again, we like we said, we it facilitates energy uh, healing uh, in the in the body, and do it. Do it a total of 216 times uh, for, no, sorry, 612. And yeah, 16 times. Well, 216 16 times uh, each day for a period of 40 days. You can go over that, but that's just the minimum requirement. Um, and I also, want to also add, Pauline, that I don't want people to feel stressed out about these, these chants and the mantras and the timing. The thing is, is to work yourself into a place. This is why we're talking about becoming spiritually fit. You have to exercise. You have to do the work in order to get to a place. You know, you're not going to go into the gym and go ahead and press bench press 250 pounds when you only 100 pounds yourself. It's not going to happen like that. But the thing is, is you have to step into doing the work so that you will develop what's required in order for these things to happen. It took me a while to actually remember, memorize that mantra because I actually have to move my conscious thinking into a place to make myself say the chant as quickly as I did with you guys just right now because I speak English every day. 
um, so I believe anyway. And um, because I do, I can't just all of a sudden just, bam, go right into doing a chant because my head isn't right there. I mean, if I walk down the street, somebody say, do the uh, the uh, Apatama mantra, I'll be like, da, 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 da. Just so you know. Okay. Thank you, Arlene. I'll let you go ahead and say some more. <laughs> and so, uh, also, uh, King also mentioned a number of universal laws in, in terms of, um, of the law of reciprocity, um, you know, forgiveness, and all of that. I I like to qualify it uh, by by a question. A question that that can actually help put things into perspective for people. And if you, and mind you, if your definition of love is is a question, then you know um, we we'll talk about that in just a moment. But what would love do when you operate in that space of what would love do? All of the things that all of the laws that that King talked about earlier will fall into place if you operate in that space of what would love do. So with everything uh, it that that it would allow you to that that question allows you to operate in the space of compassion. Um, that that question will help you with the law of reciprocity. Um, that law will help you to operate in your space of kindness. Um, but yeah, what what would love do? Now what I will also say okay, so one of the things that I do know, uh and, and especially if you're in this place of of uh being uh in in um a sort of a negative space listening to music and when i when i let me qualify this by saying listening to high vibrational music i'm not talking about the rap you know modern day rap uh let me qualify that modern day rap i'm not talking about that with the low vibrational messages uh i i'm talking about you know I'm talking about classical music, uh, modern day, modern day classical music uh, would be qualified as those music that you musical scores that you hear in the movie theaters. These these particular sounds are operating at a high vibration. If you listen to what is called bian, bian, binaural beats. Binaural beats that operate in like the 400s on up, um, these will also help with, help facilitate the healing within the physical body by bringing up, bringing up your energetic level. And I, I speak from experience with this because there, there have been times when, when I was, when all I could really do was just sit down and just listen and and I could actually feel 
the music shifting uh, shifting the energy in my body. But listening to sounds also help, binaural beats uh, help, help with that. And there are plenty of these um, binaural beats on YouTube. There's, um, there also, if you look under Sofeggio frequencies, these are also high vibrational sounds. If you're having to work on um, fear and guilt, there are also sounds for that to help break up or break that up uh, for yourself in doing forgiveness work. Because I know that for I know that for myself, one of the challenges that I had, um, one of the challenges that I do experience is that really, a lot of times. I may not always be completely aware of where my emotional state is. And so and so um I've to I would listen to music that that helps to make make me feel better. Um Let's see. Also be kind of mindful of the music that you're listening to that actually do incorporate words. Make sure that they have like a positive message. Um, I think like many of the things that we tend to listen to um, on the show, like many of the musical pieces, those are examples of music that provide positive messages. Um also, listening to music that doesn't necessarily have curses in it, if you can find them, um, yeah, understand that um, even even if the music itself has a high frequency, you want to be mindful of the verbal messages because curse words actually have um, negative energy associated with them that takes about three days in order for that energy to dissipate. So. The whole thing with cursing. Cursing is not a good practice. I know that people may enjoy it, <laughs> but it, it's not. It's not a good practice. It causes spiritual detritus. It causes, you know, a disruption in your spiritual life because when you're cursing, you're actually you're actually cursing yourself as well. Um, let's see. We will. Uh, do you do you want to end with love me now or love me later or should we take a break and then come back? King? Um I'm thinking that hold on a second. I'm thinking that I want to also share that prayer meditation is a very mm-hmm. integral part of your spiritual practice. And let me explain what I'm saying. Prayer is you talking to God. Now, listen to me carefully. Prayer is not by theory the words you use. Prayer is the feeling you are emanating. Okay, listen to me now. Prayer is not necessarily the words you use. 
prayer is the feeling from the heart that you are emanating. The Heart Sound Research Institute, if I'm not mistaken, has do the research people because I've heard some stuff out there that I've come across, and I may not have all the figures correctly, but you can go and look it up. That's what I love about Google and all this technology stuff. I can say stuff, and I don't have to worry about anything because it's out there. <laughs> it, 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 you can you can find it, but they thought that. The strongest impulse from the body is not the brain, but the heart. When you think about it, the reading of the heart, that EKG, which is the strongest impulse that the body emits. Now, you can get a reading of the heart from an EKG, but the heart itself has an energy that emits itself outside of the body, there was a thought that it was like a couple of feet, you know, like they thought maybe three or four feet. But science has come to discover that the heart energy then for miles. Okay? Believe me when I tell you this. Like I say, look it up. The other thing is meditation is not necessarily when you're doing chants and when you're focusing. Those are practices to get you to a place of listening to God. So the meditation practices brings you to a place to where you can find that stillness, a peace, and an inner silence that tunes out all of the noise that's going on around you and all of the vibrations that are trying to disrupt you so that you can get that pure energy from source that's specific to doing how you need to go about doing your, the things you need to do in your life. Um I just kind of wanted to touch base with that, and I wanted to share that, again, that this program, King's Philosophy, is love. It's about love. It really is. The reason why we're sharing this information is because we love you. We can't help but love you because you are a part of the love energy that is a part of what we are, which is a part of the God force, which is this unified field of which we live in. We need to protect us because we are all one. That's when I, when I was speaking about the membrane of the cell. When we look carefully at cell biology and we see that single cell, that's a repli- repli- rep- representation of greater things. That single cell that was in the womb of a woman from a, a, a man who was received of that woman, and that energy came together. Not necessarily the energy of the man and the energy of the woman, but the energy of that single cell with the energy of the single cell 
that came in like bunches because I understand the sperm cells, they, when they jump out on, on, on an egg, they jump out, out like, you know, the gangbusters. they like like Indian coming after the cowboys or something. It's, it's wild. But the thing is, only one of those cells, the fascinating thing about that is they become one. That's right. I paused right there. When that cell enters into that egg, there is something magical, we'll leave it in that space for right now, that happens that causes that, those two cells to become one single fertilized cell. It's different. It's not what it was before. It has changed. There's a transformation that has happened in such a way to where that cell, that one cell, begins to expand. And it becomes two cells, and those two cells become four cells, and those four cells become eight cells. And it continues that expansion process until we have what is known as an embryo, which is several cells of an organism. All of this is replication, representation going on as far as the universe is concerned. And I'm going to be delving into that material um, come this Sunday. October the 1st, uh, because we have no idea where we came from when we look at things from a universal concept, when we look at the separation of light and dark. So with that being said, there are many stories out here about the world and about life itself. Um, Wow. I'm thinking about Bob Marley and the song that he sang called Redemption Song. And, and, and I'm loving what that sounds like. Boom, 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 But we're not going to play that tonight. We're going to play it some other time. Because it's about redemption of what you are and where you came from, the energy that brought you into being is still connected to the energy that brought you. And that energy, I'm using English, so I said it in two different ways. It gets deep, believe me. With that being said, there's a song that Marvin Gaye put together that explains things from a certain perspective. And the song is called Love Me Now, or love me later. That's what it's called. And the amazing thing about this song is that it talks about two energies that what we know today as the world in which we live in and the power of choice that was given to us. I think I don't need to explain any more about that. Yeah, so we'll do that. Um, we are going to set up a page or something to where any questions that start coming up, because I know they're going to start popping real soon, because I'm, I'm going deep. I'm going to go real deep. And uh, the stuff that's given to me is not given to me to keep hidden. 
So that's one of the reasons why we're doing the blog talk radio programs because I'm not supposed to act as if I'm supposed to keep quiet about this stuff. That's just the way it goes. So Arlene, are you there, baby? And she looks for the mic. And oh, she... and if <laughs> my apologies, family, I was muted again. Okay, so if anybody <laughs> wants to reach out to us, you can reach out to us via email. It is the Family Healing Circle at gmail dot com. That's S A M I L Y H E A L I N G C I R C L E at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, you can uh, ask us there, or you can reach us on Facebook at the Divine Inspiration Network. We have a page there where we we post up where when our show is going to be airing and what's going to be airing. And ladies and gentlemen, if you did listen to the last show, I do apologize for that. <laughs> uh, um, those shows weren't actually, that show wasn't actually posted by us. But yeah, you know, I digress because it's no longer there, so don't try finding it now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was going to check it out to see if it had any substance to it, but I guess it had something to do with space. <laughs> no, it, uh, it, you know, one of, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will get into that some other time, and I, I we will share what happened, what we think happened. Um, but yes, yeah, some people got, uh, um, so I think, some former show members or. Well, you don't even have to go into it right now. Uh, I yeah, we don't right have now. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. we don't have to. We're going to go ahead and finish we, up with our program. But, yes, you can uh, reach out to us through the Divine Inspiration Network on Facebook as well, and you can reach out to us there um, to if you have any questions in regards to anything that we have shared. And show, so are we ready to sign out? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, love Me Now, Love Me Later is a song by Marvin Gaye. It has hit my spirit years ago, and I cannot step away from it. Um, and I say this in, in a manner uh, to actually let you know that the work of art that people put out here has its purpose. Um, Khalil Gibran wrote a book called The Prophet that I wrote, I, I read years ago, so much so to where I continually read it on a regular basis. These are also spiritual practices, just so you know, um, because they enlighten the spirit inside of you and bring you to a more conscious awareness of the vibration of the earth, the universal, and the need that we need to emanate from our own hearts so that when the heart vibration of us all starts to come together collectively, we're going to change the planet. Believe me. So Love Me Now, Love Me Later is a song by Marvin Gaye that is a beautiful song. If you listen to the words very carefully, you'll see that he talks about mystical stuff. He, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a mystic himself, but, you know, um, consequences occur that make things happen in a manner that 
correct itself somewhere down the line, whether it's on this side of the experience of our life or the other side. Uh, we don't have the authority to know, but know that we have the authority that is granted to us to continue to move forward. If there's anything you'd like to share, Arlene, you know, outside of the love that we have for you people, because we do. I yeah, we it. love you. And I'm, yeah, we and I'm hoping you feel it too. Yeah, we love you. We bless you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. And we know that wherever you are, God is. Yes.
Walk in the light. 